welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. Okay, so today I'm here with Dr. Altman. So tell me a little bit about you. So I was born and bred in New Jersey, and I grew up in Tenafly. My father was a doctor. My grandfather was a doctor. In fact, my grandfather started Babies Hospital in the city of Columbia. And uh, from the earliest age, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And then when I was seven, I was playing around on a bicycle and I went over the handlebars and I split my lip. And Englewood Hospital, I guess, was busy that night. So they put me in a, in a dental chair. And when the plastic surgeon came in to sew me up, it was the old lights that had the mirrors on either side. And I got to see him suturing. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I never looked back. Wow. So. That could have gone very wrong. <laughs> it went right. It went right. So that's what made you choose plastics. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, when you become an adolescent teen and you're interested in beautiful women and things that are beautiful, you it just solidifies the decision even more. Because believe it or not, I can, I have to phrase this the right way, I can look at a beautiful woman in a very similar way that I'll look at a beautiful painting or a beautiful work of art, right? There's a certain symmetry to something. There's a certain flow to something. There's a certain feel that something gives you. So art elicits emotion. So you could really make the same argument about people. You know, right. you saw someone from across a crowded room. You didn't see their soul. You saw their person. Right. Similar. So let's dive into talking about normalizing this, right? So there's um, the idea that doing injections or having surgery is... Um, vain, mm-hmm. not necessary. Why don't you just accept yourself for who you are? You know, let's talk about that. So there was a movie in the 80s, 90s called Wall Street with Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas. And there's a like a sentinel scene in the movie where he says, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. So when people use the word vanity, okay, it's vain. So my question to someone that says, why do you do what you do and you're pandering to this type of thing and it's vanity and it's insecurity, I would say to them, right now, if I were to lift up the bottom part of your pants, are your socks matching? They'll be like, well, yeah, of course they're matching. That's not vanity. We all care about how we look. You can say to the person that's getting their lips filled or their breasts augmented that you're taking this to the extreme because you're going to the operating room. To somebody that lives in a village in Africa and you're wearing matching socks, they would say, what's wrong with you? What are you wasting your time pairing your socks for? Right? So it's all a question of perspective. But if I can do a procedure on somebody safely, whether it's something that takes five minutes in the office or it takes five hours in the operating room, and I'm literally changing their life and making them feel better about themselves, I don't care if it's vanity. It's making them feel better. No differently than a medicine makes you feel better after an illness, except this is longer lasting. Right. Okay. And let's focus specifically on tummy tucks, lipo. Um, what can people expect from that? Why would someone do that? You know, what, what's involved? What kind of, like, just dive into that because that's what I have personal experience in. Okay. So let's start with the, with the tummy tuck, right? There's usually two classes of people that get the tummy tuck. It's the person that gained weight and lost the weight and has extra skin or the person that after going through pregnancy in addition to gaining weight and losing weight 
suffer from something called diastasis recti, which you know about, where your abdominal muscles split apart in the middle. So instead of being together like two cables holding up a bridge, they're going apart. And so the muscles spread apart. Either way, you're going to end up with a better cosmetic result, something that looks more aesthetically pleasing in a bathing suit or naked, that you won't have extra hanging skin and you won't have a bulging abdomen. Because when your muscles bulge out, your organs are going to go to the part with the least pressure, right? So it's going to, it's going to bulge. When you can repair that and you can bring that to the midline, I don't care who you ask or whatever it is, yes, it's going to look better aesthetically, but also it's going to be easier for you mechanically when you try to get up and try to do things. You're going to have less back pain and you're going to function better because your muscle is going to be where it was supposed to be, right? right? Where God intended it to be. Yeah. That's all I'm doing is I'm putting it back where it's supposed to be. So that's the first part of it. And then as far as the skin goes, I don't know anybody that's happy with skin that hangs over their bathing suit or their belt, right? So why, why is it such a bad thing to remove that and make it better? Because I don't care how much time you spend in the gym, that's never going away. Loose skin is loose skin. And that's a perfect segue into liposuction. So there are plastic surgeons out there that will lipo everything and do the tummy tuck at the same time. I'm not one of those people. There is an incidence of messing up the blood supply, interrupting the blood supply to that top skin above the belly button if you just go crazy with liposuction. Because let's face it, liposuction is, as gentle as we try to be, not a delicate procedure. You're going in and out of um, the abdomen with a probe multiple times, back and forth, back and forth. So you are kind of disrupting the blood supply to it. Um, so I much prefer to do it as a two-stage procedure where I do the tummy tuck. I'll do the flanks at the same time, but I won't do the abdomen at the same time. Some people will come back and say, I want liposuction. I nailed it. I'm so happy with the tummy tuck. Everything's healing right. It's great. Belly button looks great. I still want to get rid of the fat. Okay, fine. Perfect candidate, All right? Other people come back and say, I'm flat, I'm tight, I'm totally okay with this. Right. So I've saved them an operation and thousands of dollars. So let's talk about the money for a second now that you mentioned it. Okay. Um, I find that people invest in the things that they consider important, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'll have people balking at it like, well, you know, it's so much, maybe I could just find it cheaper. You know, like, let's talk about the idea of cheaper versus going to someone that knows what they're doing. So. I can't really tell you how I came up with my price other than the fact that it's based upon time, right? You, you need to make a certain amount per hour, uh, just like everything else. I also know that, and I can't speak for anybody else, how much time I put in to get to where I am. So I did five years of general surgery, another year of critical care, and then two more years of plastics after that. Then I did special training in aesthetics. And all of that stuff takes time. So... There are people that you can go to. There's a guy right down the road who does family practice and he does liposuction Brazilian butlets in his office. And I've taken care of his disasters before. And I will tell you, it's a lot more expensive to fix something than it is to get it right the first time. Right. So it's the same thing when you worked on your house. You can go with the contractor that's the cheapest contractor and you might get lucky and he might do a great job. Or you can just go with the contract you think is gonna do the best job and hopefully his prices won't be outrageous. Um, I am not greedy. I don't take advantage of people. Could I charge three times more than I charge? I could, and I would still get people to pay it. I would just get less people, but I'd probably still make as much. 
At the end of the day, it's not about the money, it's about getting a great result. So thank God I'm at the point in my practice where if somebody comes in and they have an unrealistic expectation, I can say to them, I'm not comfortable taking this on because I don't think your expectations are realistic. Right. So are they having unrealistic expectations due to like body dysmorphia, do you think? Or Um, society? So I think some people have unrealistic expectations because of filters on Instagram. Right. I don't necessarily know if it's body dysmorphia because they don't really think there's anything wrong with their body. They just want their body to look like the person who has all these filters on or the person who, like the Kardashians, money's disposable, right? So they can afford to spend an indiscriminate amount on any procedure they want. And they also can heal and stay where they are for months at a time without being seen in public and not having to worry about their job or anything else. Most of us can't live like that. But that doesn't mean that you can't do certain things to make yourself feel better within a reasonable time frame. And I say reasonable, I'm using that term kind of like for the average people like you and me. So what does that look like, recovery from a tummy tuck or lipo? So the tummy tuck, I, I speak to everybody the night of, I speak to everybody the next day, and very frequently I speak to you over the course of the week until I see you just to make sure you're doing well. There's two drains. Um, the drains are what people hate the most. And you can speak for that personally. Uh, they hang down, but they're necessary. They're helping to drain the fluid from the dead space that you create when you're raising that flap and you're bringing the skin down. So um, it's roughly a week until the drains come out and until you're standing completely upright again. After that, it takes about probably four to six weeks, and you'd be a better judge of this than me, right? But it's different every, but it takes four to six weeks before you get to the point where you've kind of forgotten you've had the operation, meaning that you can get up out of bed and bend and do all the stuff. I don't want you working out your abdominal muscles for three months because I want to make sure everything heals and stays stuck down. But you can certainly go back to the gym and start a light routine after two to three weeks. Do you ever go drainless? On the thin person that has nothing but diastasis recti and a little bit of extra skin. It has to be somebody that I can tack that skin down to the abdominal wall and feel secure when I'm doing it that those sutures aren't going to get disrupted because it's not a heavy force against it with a lot of fat. And that I know that I've completely obliterated that dead space with my sutures. Okay. Got it. Um, Okay. So let's end off with this because I like to keep my episodes like short and sweet and to the point. Um, What would you say to someone who wants to do things, whether it be Botox, fillers, boob job, tummy tuck, whatever it is, but they're afraid of the judgment that would come from it. Going back to the vanity part, right? Okay. So now they understand on their end, they're not being vain. They're actually allowing themselves to feel comfortable in their own body. But what about what others will say, which to me is completely irrelevant, but you know, I got a lot of comments like, I can't believe you went public with this. I mean, how many people have come to you just for consults because I went public about it? Because why should it be a secret? If you get LASIK on your eyes, you should also be comfortable talking about your tummy tuck. So I think that you have a very healthy self-esteem and that's why you could talk about it. And I would respond to somebody else that says, you know, what are people going to say? And my response is, what somebody feels about you is none of your business. Right. Who cares? at the end of the day, you're getting into bed with yourself and you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And if you can do something that will make you look at yourself in the mirror and smile, that's priceless. Yeah. Very few people can do that, right? That, that's, that's a priceless thing to boost your self-esteem with whatever means necessary. 
right? You're not taking a drug and doing something artificial or illicit. You're changing something which is better fitting the image that you have of yourself in your head. So I wouldn't worry too much about what other people think. If you worry about what other people think, then all of your judgments are going to be off at all of your decisions. Right. Would you say you find it rewarding to be able to give that back to people? Priceless. Love it. Awesome. Well, Love that's it. why you're good at what you do. Look at the relationship between you and me. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's it's an unbelievable thing to be able to to positively affect someone's life like that. And and what a humbling experience to be trusted mm-hmm. like that too. It's not just the, you know, the the end result. For the doctor, it's, it's somebody's trusting you with their life. Right. You know? So the other thing is just make sure that whoever consult you go to see, make sure they're board certified and make sure you have a rapport with them, right? Because if you feel, feel afraid to ask that doctor questions before your surgery, you're going to be afraid to ask that doctor questions after the surgery. Yeah. And those questions might avoid a complication. Well, I mean, I think what you have is unique. And I, you know, I'm not one to just give yeah, compliments, that. but really people have, there's, there's ego that comes along with letters after a name sometimes where they're not going to find that there, what they will find here. Even your office staff, what you've created is a is an environment of feeling comfortable. Normal people. Yeah. Yeah. They're people you'd be friends with. They're normal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they all look good, but they look, they're normal. Well, they get beaten if they're not good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I hope that helps people um, either make a decision to come here or somewhere or just to have a more open mind of someone who they know who had a procedure because it's not taboo and it should it should be I think socially acceptable. I so agree. thank totally. you for your time. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.